Hello, friends. Welcome to Success for Whole Ass Humans. I'm your host, Shari Bellucci, success strategist and well being coach for entrepreneurs, creatives, artists, activists, and thought leaders. I'll be your guide as well as your companion along the journey to cultivating a life grounded in your version of success while navigating the ups and downs that come with living a life as a whole ass human. We're often all going through such similar experiences and yet we still feel isolated in them. I've created this space because I know that there's power in having our experiences normalized and how deeply transformative it is to know that you are not alone. If you're going through an experience that's challenging or complex in your life or business and your brain has hit a wall, I want this to be the space that helps you open up that dialogue and conversation with yourself so you can explore and look at things in a way that ultimately helps you feel better and lighter. Like all of my content, my intention is not to present a one-size-fits-all solution, but to offer you possibilities to help you move through the stuckness so you can truly embrace your identity as someone who gets to create wild success, whatever that means for you, while being a whole-ass human. Let's dive into today's episode. Excited to be here with you guys today, and we are going to be talking all about my take on shiny object syndrome and how to make shit happen in your business anyways. Um, I'm really excited for this topic. I've seen it happen over and over with clients and have definitely experienced this myself. I think as creative entrepreneurs, shiny object syndrome um, is something that we all experience at one time or another as, you know, super creative people, especially people who are really tapped into intuition and into the woo. Shiny object syndrome is definitely something that you're going to come up against. And so, I think I have a little bit of a unique take on how to navigate uh, having shiny object syndrome and how to um, move through your business and stay focused and continue executing well, even while having that in a way that doesn't require you you to shut down your creative flow, right? Because nobody wants to have to like get focused at the expense of turning off their creativity. And I really see creativity as your superpower as an entrepreneur. So... The first thing I want to talk about in terms of thinking about shiny object syndrome, you guys know I love like thinking through things in a process. So I like to blend a little bit of strategy with a little bit of the more spiritual aspect. So the first step I like to take in terms of navigating shiny object syndrome is discernment, right? And really thinking about this thing that I'm being <laughs> ready to take notes. I love that. Um, yes, take all the notes, feel free. So when you have an idea that's coming through and you're feeling like a little squirrel brain, like you're not sure whether to follow that one or to abandon what you're doing now, it shift, right? Is I like to think of discernment as the first step to even deciding if something is in alignment for you or is like ready. I like to think about like readiness versus like, is this a fit or is this not? And so I think about like, is the desire to do this thing or to follow this idea coming from an internal pull or is it coming from external pressure? Right. And I think that can get really muddied in the online space because this is one of the few industries where you are constantly being bombarded by other people doing their jobs every single day, right? As part of your job. There are very few jobs where every day when we go to work, we're being surrounded by other people, like by observing other people trying to do their jobs and trying to teach you how they do their jobs and how to do it better. But as an online entrepreneur, if you are using social media as a marketing platform, 
Odds are, in order to engage with your people, you're also going to have things in your new feed, news feed and ads retargeting you and content that's going to be filling your brain with new ideas, right? And teaching you a better way to do it and optimize it. And so as you're sifting through these ideas, it's really important to tap into this level of discernment and decide, is this really coming from an external pressure, right? Because a lot of the, the really good marketing is designed to create pressure and urgency to help you make a decision, right? And so that can make you feel like there's a problem that needs to be fixed and that a certain idea is going to be the fix to your problem. That may or may not be true, but the most helpful foundation you can set for yourself is to go through that discernment process and see, is this coming from an internal pull? Like I had this really creative idea while I was out for a walk or while I was taking a shower that I think is really cool and something I want to bring to life. Or is this coming from different ideas I've heard from different people that are really leading me to think the way that I can fix the problem in my business is through bringing this idea, right? And not that either is wrong, but I think it's really helpful if you can identify that something is coming from external pressure so that you can recalibrate to whatever the internal pull underneath that is, right? So often when we feel or are highly sensitive to external pressure, it's because there's like an internal pull towards something underneath that, right? So maybe you're feeling internally pulled towards creating more safety with your marketing. And so that idea of like, having evergreen marketing sounds really enticing because you're really struggling with uh, the launch model. And so someone who's promoting evergreen sounds really enticing. And so it's meeting this internal pull in an external way. Does that make sense? And so I think just having that foundational level of discernment and kind of approaching things before you even go into the strategy as you're processing your shiny object syndrome can be so helpful. So just thinking through, is this an internal pull or is this an external pressure that's motivating me to want to bring this idea to life? And then the second thing I like to look at is like the well-being part, right? You guys know I love to bring strategy and well-being together. And so I like to look at bandwidth, right? And so the way that I think about looking at bandwidth in your business is I always like to get super clear on what my top priority goal or intention is in my business for a particular season so that I can filter all new ideas through that lens to decide if it's a now or later idea, right? So some ideas we'll have will be complementary to our top goal in our business and some will be like a new thing. So just to use my, my own business as an example, right now my priority and intention is focused on booking out my coaching practice, right? Um, if you're new here, I have been a done-for-you marketing consultant for the last two, two and a half years, and I've recently decided to go full-time into business coaching. And so because of that, my focus now is shifting to filling up my coaching practice, right? And so if that's my top intention in my business, as ideas come through, I'm filtering them through the lens and bandwidth of does align with my number one priority, right? And just because it doesn't, doesn't mean you don't get to execute on it, but then you get to decide from this place of choice and not feeling like your energy is being spread across goals, but almost like all the things you're doing are in service of amplifying your highest goal and intention, right? So if I got an idea to start an email list, right? then I would think about like, okay, is this an hour later? Is this in service of my one intention to book out my business or not? And it's like, actually, yes, starting an email list could absolutely be in service of booking out my one-to-one -one coaching, right? So that's an idea that I can see like, okay, my bandwidth could be moved in that direction. If I had an idea for a podcast, right? 
I might not see that as being directly correlated to one-to-one -one coaching because that's a longer term strategy, right? You have to like record the podcast. You have to send the podcast for editing. You have to hire some help in terms of like actually producing the podcast and then people have to listen. And so it's definitely like a slower momentum in terms of how it converts people into clients. So it's not that that's a bad idea, but it's just helpful to see that that's actually not in service of booking out my one-to-one -one coaching right now, right? That's not going to fill clients in my pipeline in the near future. And so that's an idea that I'm, I'm thinking of as a later idea. And so I find that like getting super clear on this top priority is a really helpful way to filter these new ideas. And then you can actually look at like the bandwidth, like um, in this season, I don't have a lot of extra bandwidth beyond my top priority goal, right? So I like anything that's not for now for me is for later because I'm moving between two places. I've got a lot of things going on in my personal life that I'm managing alongside this business transition, right? I've still got a couple of done for you clients that I'm phasing out. And so I'm really mindful and having this top priority is such a helpful lens for me, especially like if I'm having an off day and my allergies are, you know, um, are flaring up or if I have something come up and I'm not feeling well, like I know what my top priority and intention is in my business and how that serves me. So I can continually use that to filter in um, new ideas and where I'm putting my time and energy. At a different phase of business, like a year ago, I had a lot more time spaciousness so I could move along a primary goal and I still had hours left over to pour into other things. And so I would just get clear on like, okay, of the later things, what's something new that I have the capacity to add on? And so looking at your bandwidth in addition to looking at like the discernment level, I find is very helpful in terms of making sure that you're factoring in that well-being component and also making sure that you're looking at bandwidth, not just from the perspective of your business, but from your life as a whole, right? So if you've got kids, if you've got caretaking responsibilities, if you've got other things outside of business that demand your time or energy, it's really helpful to factor that in because we're almost always comparing to other people's bandwidth, right? And so I find that like we often think we can get things done so much quicker than we can. And so we set these deadlines that are unrealistic and then end up feeling really discouraged because we've set these unrealistic deadlines and then we make ourselves wrong when we don't hit them because we're looking at the capacity that other people have instead of getting really locked in and really accepting of our own capacity and letting things be for later and not making it mean that because we're setting something for later doesn't mean it's never going to happen. It just means it's not for now. And I think that can be something that we really like. If we don't have a level of self-trust, we think that setting something for later means it's never going to happen. And that's simply not true. And in this third step, I'll walk you through some ideas I have for how to continue cultivating new ideas, even while you're keeping your focus on your one top priority or intention in your business, because I think that's really helpful for allowing the flow to come in. And the funniest thing you might have experienced this too, is once you get really locked in on a top priority or intention, right? What's actually happening is you're letting go of holding the focus on some of those other areas of business. And from an energetic perspective, right, the instant you let go of something, you're also detaching from it. And the instant you detach from something, right, results love to come in because you're less grippy, you're allowing it to flow in and look 
look like however it looks. That's why sometimes when people are launching one program, they'll fill a different program that they're not even selling because they're way more detached from that. And so it's important to like not make yourself wrong. So you might find that like the instant you decide, okay, I'm going to focus less on my one-to-one -one program and focus on my group program. And your group program's not filling, but you see all these people like wanting to reach out to you for one-to-one, -one, right? Like that's very common. So the instant you decide like, okay, I'm going to go all in on my email list, you might get a ton of ideas for podcasts. And that's not because you chose the wrong thing. That's just, I think, oh, an energetic like ripple effect of when you do detach from some things, it makes it easier for them to happen. And you might find yourself like even more creatively energized to start executing on some things because there's less pressure around it because you've kind of dropped the focus and intensity and pressure around it. And so I think that's just helpful to say out loud so that like you, you're not in the habit of making yourself wrong because now you have all these great ideas for something that wasn't the intention that you chose, right? It's just means that we need to cultivate that in an intentional way. And almost that you can expect your creativity to start flowing in other directions now that you've kind of let them go and detached a little bit more. So um, I'm just looking at my notes here because I want to make sure I hit all these points because I can easily go off on a whole bunch of tangents about how to make shit happen and all the ways that we can get in our own way because our brain just really loves to lie to us when we're executing towards some big goals, right? So there's the discernment level. There's the looking at your bandwidth in terms of your one intention in business and also like holistically in terms of your phase of life and other priorities. And the third piece is execution, right? So in terms of like how you execute while navigating this tendency or inclination towards shiny object syndrome is I love to like have my clients create a home for their ideas right? And so um, creating a notebook or a Google Doc or a notes app on your phone, like whatever that looks like for you is just having a dedicated home where you can capture all those ideas that are flowing in creatively during the season where you're intentionally focusing on one area. What that allows you to do is not to, um, not to turn off the creative flow that's coming in, but to really like show gratitude for it, to capture it, and then to intentionally put it aside. Right. And I think what's really nice about that is it puts you at choice over what you're choosing to follow or not follow in terms of putting your time and attention. It makes you feel like you're less like at the mercy of your creative flow and it allows you to like almost channel that as a superpower. Right. So like when you're getting a creative download or feeling in flow, like working on something, you have a little extra time, you get a content idea. Right. Like absolutely follow that creative flow and write down that content idea. That doesn't mean that now you have to go and post that, post that piece of content immediately. It doesn't mean that you got this great idea and now you have to bring it to life, right? It really takes down the pressure and allows you to capture that creativity and create a home for it and choose to act on it later while you put your time and attention towards your highest priority goal in your business. And the reason that I think that's so important is because maintaining the focus on that now goal until you've fully seen it through really builds your own self-trust and your ability to 
follow, follow things through and your ability to stay committed to something and in your ability to create results, right? Because creating results a lot of the time is all about momentum versus like actually the things that we do. The more we do things, the more we learn, the more we get better at them, the more people are seeing it and the easier it is to bring in those results for the longer we're doing it. So what happens is when we follow our shiny object syndrome, with all of our different ideas and start trying to execute on them as the idea is flowing in, we find our energy spread in a lot of directions. And if we're doing that in our content or in our offers, right, it also splits our audience's focus and makes it harder to create that compound effect and that momentum that's so powerful to creating results. That's why I think having a singular focus or top priority or intention can be super valuable is because it helps you channel all of your things in service of something that's really important to you and is going to um, really allow you to, to feel fulfilled, right? That top priority or intention is something that, that really does fill up your cup and you're choosing something that you know is going to like help you build, right? So for me, like with the example I gave of booking out my one-to-one coaching, as I, once I book out my one-to-one coaching, right, I'm going to be in a position where now I have a full practice, I'm going to have income stability because my coaching program is six months. I trust that I'll probably have a very high retention rate because the way that I work with clients is really deep. And I think this journey probably requires more than six months for a lot of clients. And so odds are that they'll they'll renew. And so I'll have to do less lead gen, which means I will have more time spaciousness to pour into creative types of content that aren't necessarily directly income generating or that are more long-term. That might look like a podcast that might look like putting an in-person retreat together, right? There's some ideas that like, I really would love to pour into, but by pouring into those would create a lot of, um, discontentment for me right now, because the trade-off of that means that I don't have the financial safety. I don't have, I'm not doing the work that I love doing most, which is coaching, right? And I'm pouring and splitting my attention to all these things and moving them all incrementally versus having that singular focus, moving one thing exponentially, and then being able to move other things exponentially, right? And so I think it's really helpful just to say that I think in terms of bringing some of these ideas to life with shiny object syndrome and really like harnessing that creative superpower and working in flow is like, how do we not shut off the creativity when it flows, but how do we separate the creative ideation and brainstorming from the execution itself and from the mental energy required, right? So the idea of capturing those ideas as they're coming through or like when they're appearing to you, right, is that you get to workshop them later and also that um, they take up less mental space, right? Just being able to write something down is a way of releasing that idea and really being able to pour that into something else that is your primary focus or attention. Hi, Shavavian. Um, so in terms of that execution piece, what really allows you to execute is knowing your top priority and intention and holding that and using that as a filter for the ideas that are coming through, but also having a home where you can cultivate and nurture those ideas that come to you in free flow. And that's what keeps business fun, right? Again, like none of us want to be told that like our strategy has to be, we go all in on this one thing and we are not allowed to pursue the flow and creativity that comes to us. But by separating 
the ideas and the flow and the creativity from the actual execution requiring our time and energy, we can move both along in a really intentional and focused way. And so um, do you guys have any questions? Feel free to drop them down below. Um, but just to recap, those are kind of like the three-step process that I love to think through in terms of navigating shiny object syndrome and really allowing yourself to make shit happen in your business, right? Is step one, is that discernment? Is this an internal pull or an external pressure? And how do I get clear on what's coming up for me here? Step two is looking at your bandwidth, right? Looking at your bandwidth in terms of what is my number one priority and intention in my business right now and does this align with that is it a now thing or does it not align and could it not be in service of that is it a later thing and then the second piece of that bandwidth question is also looking at where are you at in your phase of life what other priorities do you have outside of business are you a parent are you a caretaker do you have other responsibilities that are going to mean that you have a certain bandwidth to put into your business and the last part, the execution piece, right, is all about staying super clear and using that one goal or intention as a filter for the ideas that are coming through and creating a home for the ideas to really live and nurture that creativity as you're moving along and executing on your one goal or intention. Um, do you have anything in regard to moving to the next level with shiny objects or is it the same? Nicole, do you mean like once I'm done with the one goal and priority, how do I like choose which idea to cultivate next? Do you mind just letting me know? Am I understanding your question correctly? Um, and then as your response, oh yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's a really good question. So once you hit your one goal or priority or intention, then I, I think it's time to create a new one. And sometimes you might even have multiple, like a primary and a secondary goal, right? So like, if you know, like, if I were to think about it, this in my business, right? I know my primary goal is booking out one-on-one -on -one coaching. I know my secondary goal is my content and creating ways for people to be able to engage with me, like in a more one, not one-on-one, -on -one, but in more personal nature through my platforms, right? So like I have kind of a secondary goal that I would essentially either move up to first or I'd replace that first goal. So I think that once you kind of hit that goal, it's time to reevaluate and see what's the next priority or intention for that phase of your business. And then you can go through the same process of filtering, right? So for a lot of my clients, right, they might want to book out one offer. Once they've booked that out, they're looking at their next scalable offer. And so, or their pivoting seasons of life and their priority in their business is now changed from um, growing their income to maybe sustaining. And I'll, I'll speak to both of these really quickly because I think that's really important is that your next level doesn't always have to look like increasing your goal or your growth, right? It can also look like sustaining or maintaining in, in service of other things, right? And so in terms of um, if you have a goal to scale, right? I, have, I might have a client who is doing one-on-one um, -on -one work and is looking to scale a course, right? So then your next priority is like, okay, how do I bring this course and create it and launch it and fill it, right? And make this my next offer. So that becomes your highest intention is bringing this course to life and bringing people into the course and selling that. 
And then you go through the whole filtering process again. For a client who knows that they're entering a different phase, phase of life, right? Like if someone is pregnant and they know, or they know they're trying to get pregnant and want to enter a phase of motherhood, right? Their goal is probably actually going to be to find ways to scale back their time involvement and to be able to maintain their income, right? And so when you have that filter, then ideas that come through, you can filter them from that lens of like, is this actually in service of me pulling back on my time and hours in my business or is this not right and so you might have some really cool ideas and then realize they're time intensive and they actually put you back in that needing to provide one-on-one -on -one time which is against your highest intention or priority you've set in your business and so i think that lens is just super helpful is to get really clear on that number one goal or intention so that the ideas are now in service of them or you can play with the ideas and cultivate them to be in service right you might have an idea to um let's say um do a podcast right and that might not be in service of your idea initially because maybe your idea is actually to um, have a long-term wait list for your program, right? You wanna build a wait list so that you don't have to do launches anymore. You can just reach out to the wait list for your one-on-one -on -one services. You might think, oh, podcast, cool idea, but I don't actually need more content. I have a ton of content. I wanna create a wait list structure. Well, then the idea is like, okay, is there a way in which the podcast could function to serve as a waitlist, right? Are there ways that I can actively choose topics and calls to action that appeal to people who would wanna be a waitlist to work with me? Is there a way I can set up kind of like a pod funnel here so that I could set up a podcast feed specifically to nurture people into a waitlist or my one-on-one -on -one services, right? And so there are ways in which when we have that highest intention or top priority, it can actually like direct and channel our creativity in the direction that we want to move. Does that make sense? Um, let me know if you guys have any questions, but that's all I've got for you guys today, unless there are other thoughts here. Um, and then again, if you guys are catching the replay, I'd love for you to drop any thoughts, takeaways, or questions you have below. This is something I help all of my clients with at some point or another, whether they're just starting out and trying to decide which offer to cultivate, or whether they're in that scaling phase of wanting to really, you know, dramatically increase their income level and scale past that six-figure mark into multi-six figures or build that million-dollar business, right? You really continually have to, like, make decisions about how you want to cultivate your creativity and which intentions you want to pursue and actually bring into execution. Um, if you are looking for a one-on-one -on -one coach to help you navigate shiny object syndrome, to help you execute more in your business and to figure out how to do that in a way that really works for you and honors your well-being and centers your priorities as you scale your business so that you can make more income, you can work with more clients, and you can really design a business that centers you. Um, I would love to support you. It would be my honor to work with you. I am also offering a very special session over the course of the next month. It is called Book Out Without Burning Out. This is a free 30-minute coaching session with me where we're going to do a deep dive and look at what is happening in your business. What are you wanting to create? And what is the thing that's standing between you and your booked out business? This is for you if you have been trying to get booked out for a while and you're not quite sure 
what lever to pull next, what the breakdown is, is if you feel like you're spinning your wheels, you're constantly reworking your strategy, you're finding yourself like feeling really depleted, really discouraged, you've been at this for a while and you're just not seeing anything translate, I would love to support you. This call is going to give you the clarity on what that gap is between you and your booked out business so that you can feel really confident about where to focus your time, energy, and resources. That link will be available in the show notes, so feel free to snag your free session, and I will talk to you all next week. Bye, y'all. Thank you for listening to Success for Whole Ass Humans. If you enjoyed this episode or have found this podcast valuable in your business journey, please leave us a review so that more people can find us and we can keep spreading the message that we get to be whole ass humans and create wild success. If you want to connect with me more, feel free to follow me on Instagram at Shari Bellucci, and I will see you all next time.